You're listening to Behind the Note Podcast, brought to you by a musician for musicians. Here, you will get advice toward a successful music career. This show is made to educate, inspire, motivate, and empower. Now, here is your host, Chris Davis. Hello, thanks for pressing play on this episode of Behind the Note Podcast. We're glad to have you today. This is the third and final episode in our musical theater series. If you've been listening to this point, I just want to say thank you. And I hope that these episodes have been helpful to you and informative to you, especially if you were considering going into the musical theater field in any capacity. Today, we have a great guest. This is someone that you want to know. Our guest today is a recipient of the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award and was presented that award by President Barack Obama. He's also a director as well as an actor. And I had the privilege of working with him in Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm happy to bring to you right now, Mr. Rufus Bonds Jr. Rufus, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Well, now, we want to get to know you a little bit. I just introduced you, but will you please let us know, first of all, where are you from? Where do you call home? I live in Yucaipa, California, which is about an hour and a half out of Los Angeles. I moved out there years ago. Uh, originally, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, though. Yeah, Midwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what took you to uh, the California area? I always wanted to live there after a period of time of living in New York. I lived in New York for years uh, once I decided to get into the business. And then I just moved out there to see what was out there as well. You know, but of course, New York kept pulling me back. Uh, we want to get to know you. What, how do you like to pass your time when you're not working? I like to read. I like to write a lot. Um, I like to write plays and poetry. You know, I do that a lot and also invest in a lot of other people in terms of trying to make them fulfill their dreams as well. Now, poetry, when did that interest uh, begin mm, for you? I think as a child. I remember being in a class and we had an assignment to write something. And I said, well, I don't know how to write anything. And then I have this connection with slavery for some reason. I just do. And I was on a bus riding and this thing came to me. Uh, so I began writing about that on the bus, about our plight during that time period, um, about plantations and revolutions. And I wrote this and then I read it in class and everybody looked at me like, I'm, oh my God, what is this? And I said, he said, I thought you couldn't write. I said, well, this was came out. You know, so that's kind of where I work from wherever I'm living in the day, wherever I'm feeling in the moment, whatever I feel uh, is pushing me forward or pulling me back. Well, about how old were you at that time? 14. I know this is an odd question, okay. but, but stay with me here. Okay. What did your childhood smell like? What did my, oh, my childhood smell like sweet potato pies, collard greens, uh, roast and rice. Um, my parents were from the South, so therefore my home always smelled of food, you know, so that's the memory of my childhood. Yeah, that's very uh, good memory. So did you have a close family? Somewhere? We did. I was the only child, uh, but my cousins lived. We had a two-family house, and they lived downstairs in Cleveland, and we lived upstairs. So it was, two brothers married two sisters, so we were all very, very close. Oh, wow. That is yeah. incredible. So today, 
How do you earn your living as uh, performing in the performing mm-hmm. arts? Sure. I earn my living in musical theater as an actor as well. I also direct. So if I'm not directing, I'm acting. Um, and that has been my plight for many, many years. I guess I started this in 86 when I went back to school for musical theater. I got my degree in chemistry and I worked as a chemist for a year. And then Donald Lawrence uh, said, why are you doing this? You don't like it. Let me teach you two songs. You'll audition conservatory music in Cincinnati and you'll get in. And I did. Is that the Donna Lawrence? Yes, the, it is. The gospel singer? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is really cool. We were roommates in college. Oh, oh wow. So, what, the, what college was that? University of Cincinnati. Okay. Cincinnati Conservatory of Music. That is really cool. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry. We have we have mutual friends now. Now I know that. Okay. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, so, how long have you been active in, in this business you said around 86 1986 went back to school. it's when i no i guess i went back to school in four, i guess okay and then in 86 i moved to new york and started the quest okay what made you go back to school after that year of chemistry because mm-hmm. that's well i was that, working as a chemist actually oh, okay. um and i didn't see anything in it that i really wanted to do um uh, when i when I was working there, I was working for Sherwin Williams at the time. I had no desire to go to med school. I had, and I knew that if I wanted to advance in the field, I would have to go back and get a master's or doctorate. And there was nothing that I really wanted to do. Um, and Donald knew that. And then he introduced me to this other world that I knew nothing of. I sang all my life. You know, I sang in church. So I grew up singing and I was singing before I could talk because um, I was extremely shy, extremely quiet. So my voice was a way of communicating. That's really that's really good. I was going to ask which came first, the singing or the acting? The singing, most definitely. And so then how did acting come along for you? Was it a natural process? Well, when you um, go to school, you have to take it all, acting, singing, and dancing. And you learn that singing, and I always tell this to people, it's always about the text. It's always about the, the story. So therefore, if you're singing notes, how does that connect to what you're saying? So the acting, in my opinion, comes first, you know, and I always try to tell people that because if you're telling the story, then everything else will take care of itself. Your intentions will allow everything else to be conveyed. That's very good. And, and so you don't necessarily have to be in a play per se. Correct. To, to act. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's pray that you are acting if you are in a musical. <laughs> yes. Yes. That would be a problem otherwise. Exactly. But you could very well be in a concert. Absolutely. Uh, uh, with solo piano and voice, for example. Yeah, but you're still trying to move people. So you're still trying to convey something. You know, it shouldn't be up there you pleasing yourself. Oh, you know what? You bring something to mind. Uh, uh, somebody asked me about uh, being nervous before mm-hmm. performing mm-hmm. and how I handle that. And uh, one thing that I've learned is when I'm nervous, like in a, in a bad way, I think we all have a little bit of nerves. But when it's when it's too much, mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. discovered that mm-hmm. it's really because I'm thinking too much about myself. OK. OK. Uh, is that something you can relate to or am I um, right in that? Yeah, I think nerves come from wanting to make sure it's right. You know, wanting to make sure that you're not looked at in a bad light. You know, wanting to make sure that you're doing the best job that you can do. I think that's what a lot of nerves come from. Because if you're ready, you will have nerves still, but 
you'll be ready. You know, because if you're not ready, then that's a whole different thing. Yes, it is. So, uh, okay, I want to talk about the, I want to separate the, the business mm-hmm. and then I want to talk about the lifestyle. Okay. So, uh, let's start with the business. Mm-hmm. You said you're, you act and you direct. Correct. And how does that all work for you? Um, in various ways. Being in the business for a period of time, uh, sometimes you get calls to come and do projects. Um, I, that has happened as well for directing as well. Um, I do have a manager who also seek jobs as well, but it just depends on what it is because I'm in a place where I want to do certain things. So when you're figuring that all out or when you're seeking employment, it just depends on where you are. Uh, being in California is not being in New York. So theater is different in L.A. than it is in New York. Uh, so therefore, you figure out what you want to do. Like after I leave here, I start rehearsal Monday for Oklahoma and I'm playing Judd Fry, which is not traditionally cast of someone of color, you know, but it's a great role. And I know the artistic director and he's hired me to do the gig. OK, so now so many questions just came from that ex- explanation. One thing I want to ask from that is, uh, OK, Right now, we are literally literally in the last day of our run, mm-hmm. and you said that tomorrow you have rehearsal for a new play. That is correct. Okay, a couple of things. When do you prepare <laughs> for, for this next rehearsal? I'm assuming that you're coming somewhat prepared. Yes, so I've been preparing since work? I've been here. I've been looking over the material, learning the lines, um, and I didn't put too much pressure on myself to completely be off book. Normally I am. Uh, I did not this time, but I'm almost there, and I know I'll be ready when I walk in the room. Um, I get off the plane at one thirty-five. rehearsals begins at 3, so I drive from the airport to rehearsal. And is this a typical uh, lifestyle of a performer? Mm, no. No, it's not. Usually there's some time between uh, gigs, um, but this is just how this all lined up. Okay, so you also mentioned that you have a manager. Correct. And what at what point did you hire someone? What made you go sure. that way? I mean, couldn't um, one do that on their own? It depends on what you're trying to do. Um, I have a manager and I'm seeking, we're seeking to use everything that I have. You know, not just doing stage, but also using my writing, you know, being able to get me out there more for the directing uh, because there's so many aspects of myself that I can market. And I think that's where a manager comes in opposed to an agent. An agent basically is someone, depending upon what agent it is, you can have an agent for writing, you have an agent for theater, you have an agent for film and TV. So it depends on what you want. And they basically are honing in on those specific uh, gifts. And, and as you said, for yourself, you're trying to highlight all that exactly. you have. Exactly. That's a good lesson that not to hold any of yourself back. Exactly. Exactly. You have a lot to give people. Exactly. And it is about giving it away. That's so true. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's an excellent perspective to have as well, mm-hmm. which I think is the reason why you are such a great actor. Mm-hmm. So. Also, I want to say this. Mm-hmm. It's been my experience through doing this podcast, meeting people like yourself and everyone else so far who's been a guest. They are giving people. They also are uh, performing on a high level, unlike many other people. So mm-hmm. I think the two actually go hand in hand. I think it's so important that people, no matter what walk of life they're doing, learn that it's not about them. 
that it is about taking care of others and sharing with others. And we get the opportunity to be on stage to share a, a, an aspect of life, especially with this show, that can change lives, that can open people's hearts, that can race them back to Christ if that's what they believed in. So it's our responsibility to remove ourselves from it and completely dive into it to give it away as a gift to the audience. That's good. And for the people that don't know, we're we're performing uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jesus Christ Superstar. So that's what we're talking about right now. So let's answer this question for a young person who has decided they're going to pursue this line of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where do they begin? Study. Uh, study, 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 read, 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 look at life from all aspects, look at social issues, look at different worlds, look at communities, just look all around you to see what the world looks like. Because basically you're going to be an agent for the voices of those who cannot speak, you're an agent for voices of those who have been hurt, uh, those who have been downtrodden, uh, you're a voice of the wealthy. Your voice of all aspects of human man, humankind. So you have to study people, study the world, and study your craft all at the same time. What, is, what does studying look like? Mm. Uh, depends on what age we're talking about. Uh, if you're talking about um, high school, it's reading plays. Well, you're talking about any age, it's reading plays. Um, if you're talking about wanting to do this for a career, it's talking about going to college and depending on what you want to do, if it's straight acting or musical theater, finding out what your niche is and then applying and going and studying. Also, depending upon your skill set, choosing a college is going to get you further in your career. If you're a great actor, go to Yale. Because when you come out, there's a roadmap to do whatever you want to do. That's just their network. You know, if you're and once you do finish school, you never stop studying. You always go to class to tune, to learn, because we always learn something, especially if you're seeking to do so. And what if someone is a little older like yourself? You you did a, a career change. Absolutely. I was I just directed um, uh, once on this island before I came here. And I invited a college professor to come see it because I'm interested in going back to grad school for directing. And he came to see it, and I'm being considered for that now. I love going back to school. I love shifting. I love growing. I love continuing to change my life. That's uh, You're an example of always learning. Just exactly. Con- continuous learning. Until like, you're gone. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say, that's how you grow. Exactly. And that's, that's the way we really want to be. Otherwise, exactly. we're... <laughs> We're dying. Exactly. So now, please talk about how directing is similar and different mm. to acting. Directing is different in the aspect of you're in charge of the entire world. You're in charge of being able to communicate with the lighting designer, the uh, set designer, the sound designer. You're in charge of making sure that all the pieces come together. Um, the great thing is it's all about story. So everything is telling the same story. So as an actor, I understand what's needed from that vantage point to the actors. And I know what I want all the elements to say to back up those moments. So for me, it's, 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 it's a playland, you know, because I get to do all of those things. It is a lot of work. It takes more time than one knows, because if you're going to work on a project, it's going to take you almost a year to prepare for it, to do it right to get all the details done. 
you know what I like that's really cool is uh so you're the leader, you're the you're the director, mm-hmm. and then now you come somewhere like in this play, you're mm-hmm. not the lead. Exactly. You're you're the support. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, and you have to do it all well. And, but it's and, a it's a great role. It is. You uh, know, your role is uh, pilot, pilot mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Jesus Christ superstar. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so for, to me, it's a little funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's supposed to be funny but there are certain lines that make me laugh now i'm down here in the pit yes and i can't see anything mm-hmm. but i hear everything and there's a line i think that's you where you say what do you yes. mean by that yes yes that is not an answer and yes. just the way you deliver it to me uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. it's funny so i appreciate little things like that you know got uh, it of the delivery um now let's talk about lifestyle mm-hmm uh, because in this line of work, you're you're constantly uh, traveling. That's mm-hmm. just the nature of the, of the work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, talk about what it's like uh, to be an actor and to have a family. How do you make both work successfully? It's uh, work number one. Um, I was on the road a lot. Um, I did a couple of shows that took me on tours, and then my son was eight years old. And I took him to school. I was getting ready to go back on the road. And he looked very sad. I said, you want to go to the car? I said, yes. And when I got to the car, he broke down crying. And he said, I don't want you to go. And then I promised him after that show that I would come back home. So that's what I did. Um, after, and I was doing the Color Purple. After Color Purple closed, I went back home and I stayed home. And then, other, therefore, it was a complete shift complete shift financially, you know, but the most important thing for me was to give this life, my son that I brought into the world, everything he needs to be successful in life, to be happy in life, to be a loving human being. And that's what I did. I know that was a hard move. Well, it, it was the right decision. So Absolutely. I that was the decision Absolutely. wasn't hard, but exactly. But, uh, if I'm sure you had to tell people I can't come out this time, exactly uh, repeatedly, and exactly and after a while, word gets out, and absolutely that can really count against you. So absolutely. How, how did you handle that? Well, you know, fortunately, um, things kept coming. Um, like I, and then I did start doing other things. I remember one season I started working as a um, uh, designing solar solar panels uh, for homes, you know, and going to people's home and doing that as a salesman. Like, why are they letting me in their house, you know? But I did that for a minute, and then I was watching TV, and it was Joel Osteen. He said maybe the blessing is in quitting the job, and I'm like, okay, and I did that. And then that week, I got a call to see in Carnegie Hall. And then I got Porgy and Bess in London. You know, so there were things that were kept coming to remind me, I haven't forgotten about you. You're doing the right thing. That's good. So if, if I understand correctly, you, uh, you had a, a day gig, but then, is that correct? Mm, I had a day gig for a moment, yes. And then... Is that when you saw the the yes, hosting? Absolutely. And then you and then absolutely. you quit and then you return. Absolutely. I see. Yeah, things really line up like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not an accident. It's 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 hard to explain because it's not like you can tell someone if you do it like this, it will exactly. happen. But exactly. I want to uh, just get your thoughts on something mm-hmm. here. Sure. Uh, this is just an observation of mine. Somebody was asking me about performing. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, my preferences and, and things like that. So I was telling them that in the beginning, because we're, we're playing a, a, a show that's about two months long. And they say, don't you get tired of that? And, you know, playing the same thing all the time. I say, no, it's fun for me. I, I get excited about it. And and it's uh, it's a certain level of uh, uh, professionalism and excellence that you want to bring to every show and that's a challenge because things are changing you might be uh you might not get enough sleep or whatever you might not you might have had a different meal and all that stuff changes your perspective and i love it and so i uh i i noticed that uh in the beginning i like the first shows uh because you don't really know everyone yet and for me my senses are heightened I, I, I feel like I hear more of the ensemble and adjust quicker. I, I, um, I uh, am more aware of the, the director and my musician players changing things. And then that's in the beginning. But then later, uh, the routine starts to kick in and people start to be like, yeah, yeah, I've done this 12 times already. I know what to do. And I fight that with everything I have. And, and so uh it's like just a continuous drive to get better so for you on stage just talk about that how do you do the same thing every day sure and it's the only thing that is the same is the content the words the music um the blocking those are always the same the people that you are on stage with each day they are never the same life changes us every day so therefore, you never know what you're going to get from someone. There will be something different. It will be the same, but different. So you always work to bring not only what comes to you from that day, but also you also try to find deeper stuff. You try to continue to go deeper in the work and still find things. Some things, because the process is so quick, you won't learn until that third week. And it can be as simple as a move. I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. That will connect all the dots, the transitions, getting from point A to point B. You know, so I always seek to perfect and to look and to find um, new things that are in the parameters of the work. Very well stated. I won't hold you any longer. Oh, thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, thank you for your time. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's been beautiful. Thank you. That's our show for today. Thank you again for pressing play. Come back for more. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or whatever platform you're using. And if you like this episode, please share it on your favorite social media platform. That's all for now. See you in the next episode. God bless you. Mm-hmm.